Did you see the blackboard back there in the elementary school? Yeah. In order to appease the pods, the podcast priests held movie rituals. Prisoners of war, criminals, the insane, animals were burned alive in baskets. By observing the way they died, the podcasters believed they could see omens of the future. Two thousand years later, we've come no further. Shamhain isn't evil spirits. It isn't goblins, ghosts, or witches. It's the unconscious movie. We're all afraid of the dark inside ourselves. <laughs> now give me another drink. <laughs> Whatever you say, mister. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've approached a stranger on the street, and I have spoken these words to him. I cannot capture the full pleasant of Donald Pleasance, but I can sure as hell try. I was impressed. Yeah, thank you. Welcome to Movies for Win, everyone. Yeah, we're back. Movies for Win. Your lighting jack-o'-lanterns has returned with a little bit of change of plans, Denny. What happened here? Well, I started receiving text from Greg that Mad God was or was essentially... Uh, impossible to have a conversation about. Um, and uh, mm -hmm. he asked me for some options to change his picks to, and uh, or to change his pick to. And out of the uh, several I gave him, he chose Halloween 2. And uh, here we are. Something that I think is probably more befitting of jack-o'-lantern lighting. Uh, I think so. I think I was picking a horror movie that I wanted to watch. And, but I hadn't seen it before, so I had done no auditing, basically. And I'll, I'll get into Mad God here in a little bit. But, yeah, it's unpodcastable, I think. <laughs> so We went a little on the, um, the niche side last week with Demoni, with demons. So uh, getting something into something a little bit more mainstream, I think, was the right call here. So, yeah, Halloween 2. We're getting into it. The jack-o'-lanterns, like, we're carving like crazy here, Denny. I, I see your hat here. We've got to share a picture on social media of this oh, yeah, I'll take wonderful the hat. Search. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. We share content here. We're professionals. Man, I, I feel like pretty much all the movies so far have been absolute winners in their own kind of weird way. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about Halloween, too. I think it also fits the theme very well. And, yeah, Denny, without further ado, I kind of 
we're kind of alluding to it a little bit, but I kind of want to talk a little bit about the stuff I watched besides Halloween too before Absolutely. we get into our before we get into our main discussion. Uh, as it should be clear, I did watch Mad God. Phil Tippett's Mad God. This was. I think it is a good movie. I think it is very watchable. It is not podcastable. It is... <laughs> there are zero lines of dialogue. There's not a clear narrative. It's clearly split into, like, three different acts. But it's so conceptual and kind of heady on, like, what's kind of being represented there. It's just so hard to talk about. I kind of want to give it, like, a little mini episode here I guess it is a stop motion horror film from Phil Tippett who if you we've mentioned him a few times on here he did the visual effects for films people had I'm sure have seen Jurassic Park Star Wars fucking Robocop like one of the premier visual effects guys that you know you think movie magic practical effects in like the 80s and 90s he probably had a hand in it so really cool guy made his own thing and my review of it was basically it is a tour of a haunted house that was designed by somebody that had actually been to hell <laughs> it's it's bonkers it's visually mesmerizing terrifying it's really cool i but like 30 or 40 minutes in i realized i just I don't know how to talk about it for more than like five minutes <laughs> other than like hey what did you think of this part when this looked crazy and Denny would say yeah that was crazy <laughs> yep and then it's just us and two other guys standing in an alley in Arlen Texas drinking beers and saying yep <laughs> to each other I am super not in the mood for that kind of movie so thank you for mercifully changing your pick that would have sucked Absolutely. for me right now Hey, speaking of, yep. So that was Mad God. I think it's good. I think people should seek it out. It is. It is good. Just hard to have a chat about. And the other thing I watched, I am not only surprised that I watched it. I am surprised that I enjoyed it. I watched Theater Camp. I want to see that. It's new and it's good and I liked it. It's it's fun. I, you would love it. Yeah. I, I think you're going to love <clears> it. <throat> um I my wife wanted to watch it and I was kinda into it. It had some people in it that I like. Like AO Edibiri, she's in The Bear, the newest Ninja Turtles, she was in Bottoms. Mm-hmm. Um she's having a huge moment right now and I love it. And it's just like there were there were a few people in it that I wanted to see. So I got on board. Like, the brand of humor in that movie is, like, absolutely my cup of tea. Like, it was a ton of fun. Um, all the kids in the movie, super stellar. And, and there is a... I won't spoil it for you, but there is a... Frequent appearer on I Think You Should Leave that showed up in the movie that I was not expecting. And cool. I was like, hell yeah, this rocks. So I can't wait to hear next week what you thought about it. Where uh, where can I watch it? It's on Hulu. Cool. I think there's like other places where you can like 
rent it or whatever, but yeah, I think just your Hulu subscription will show that for you. So, Ooh, I might have to wait. <clears throat> it is uh, currently October. There are rules in this house. Other stuff's going on, Danny. Well, it sounds like you have other stuff to talk about. So, what did you watch this week? I uh, I watched a couple fun ones. I uh, I watched uh, Creep Show too. Um, I do love a good anthology. Um, I've seen Creep Show before. Um, <clears throat> Creep Show two improved upon some things. I thought um, ultimately it didn't have as many strong shorts. Um, I did enjoy all the shorts just fine, but. Creepshow 1 has 5, and I always thought just pacing-wise that was really off, and they didn't even end on the best one, so it was a little all over the place. I appreciated that they narrowed it down to just 3. Um, mm-hmm. They had uh, Tom Savini as the voice of the bumper, uh, which was really cool to see. They had these, these really cool animated bits in between the shorts. Um, so, yeah, not like a phenomenal movie or anything. It's an average movie, but... Uh, a very good spooky season watch. It's got all the vibes you're looking for, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. What uh, what year is it from? Um, it is 1987. Okay, yeah, I, I see that fitting the vibes for sure. Yeah. Uh, in I also watched 1986's sequel, mm-hmm. Demons Two. <laughs> um, yes, we teased it last week. Yeah. I watched it on VHS, uh, and that's the way to watch a movie like this, if you ask me. Um, it's uh, it's not quite as good as Demons 1. It has uh, some pretty high high. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't have the high highs that Demons 1 has. There's no, like, uh, fast as no a shark No fast moment. as a shark. Yeah. Um, yeah. What like I do... Katanas. Yeah. What I, so it doesn't have that. But what I do appreciate is that... Um, it is right down to business the entire time. Uh, this movie basically establishes like who like five separate groups of characters are, um, and like some of them are just like at the gym. That's their backstory. Um, and then <laughs> pretty quickly yeah. into the movie, it's just like five separate sequences of demon attacks that start converging. Um, there's mm-hmm. like not really any sort of story to it. It's just demon attacks. Um, and um, that's fun for what it is and uh, I appreciate uh, that it delivers upon what is promised. I, I, one of my biggest annoyances in uh, B-Horror is when like <clears throat> it's called like uh, The Return of Freddy Krueger and Freddy Krueger's not in it for the first hour. You know like it's just like Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, get get to it. We know what's happening. Um, so that was fun. Uh, that was a cool little watch. Um, and then finally, I watched another anthology. Um, I watched Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, a 1990 horror anthology. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty fun one. Uh, a lot of really neat practical effects in this. Um, it's most notable because the first short has... Um, Steve Buscemi, Christian Slater, and Julianne Moore in it. Um, <laughs> like, absolutely star-studded. And the rest of them don't really have anyone famous. I'm pretty sure one of them has one of the grandparents from uh, Christmas Vacation. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I didn't care enough to look it up, but I'm pretty sure I recognized him. Um, Fair enough. And I, I enjoy Tales from the Dark Side. I'd seen it before. Uh, I was 
with some friends and we were looking for a, a, a spooky but not scary one and uh yeah it was quite enjoyable so that's my what i've been watching and of course a lot of legends of the hidden temple finessa and i love legends mm. of the hidden temple we like to pick a team and root for them safe bet is the biggest kids that's my strategy i'm sticking to it um <laughs> so yeah that's what you I've want, been watching. you watched you watched a lot of tales this week mm-hmm. i did i i i'm scratching my anthology itch quite a bit right now mm. making you wag your tail <laughs> i don't know that's dumb anyways denny yes greg are you ready to get into Halloween? Uh, hold on. We've done the first one already. Yes. You ready to get into Halloween number two? Oh. I'm... Because the rest... <laughs> We've done one and three. Let's go back to two. <laughs> Dude, can I just say... I was... Uh, the autoplay brought up some trauma for me when it just started Halloween three again. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not ready for this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did I, not want to see Halloween three. I saw Dr. Bad Dad's face pop up again. Like, get ready for this. I said, no, thank you. Peacock. <laughs> uh, please. Any other film in the franchise from before 2018, I guess. Uh, speaking of Peacock, you can watch Halloween two on Peacock. It is a 1981 film. And it looks like, as we've just confirmed here, the second and third one are all on Peacock at the moment. So, skip part three. Watch one and two. I would definitely say, watch one. We'll see if we need to watch two. I guess. As someone who watched this entire franchise last October, watch one and two and call it a day. Trust me on this. Fair enough. If oh, you're yeah, feeling froggy, you treat yourself to a Rob Zombie reboot. Um, this is a horrible franchise after the first two movies, and it has like five or six different timelines, and none of it makes sense. And um, honestly, they should have left it at one. But I like the second one, so I'll say watch one and two and be done with it. Fair enough. All right, before we get into it. Uh, I'll give our Critiker review of the week for Halloween 2, if I may. I kind of wanted to put one for myself, but I actually... I wasn't finding a lot that wasn't saying the same stuff until I found this one. Uh, this user gave it a 45 out of 100. And this could be applied to a whole lot of other horror movies, I feel like. Wondering when, in Michael's years of rehabilitation, did he pick up such a strong sense of irony? (laughs) Swap out. How did he learn to drive a car? Not where did his sense of irony come from? Swap this out with um, Jason. Uh, I feel like this applies to a lot of slasher villains, basically. Oh, man. They're, they're showmen first and foremost, those slashers. <laughs> <laughs> they love the reveal of the kill. In life, she was a nurse. In death, she died by the IV. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Stupid shit. All right. Um, this was halfway my pick, I guess. I'll go ahead and summarize the plot of Halloween 2 for everyone that wants to listen um somehow 
Mike Myers returned. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. <coughs> this movie picks up immediately where the first one left off. We even show the first, the, the last couple of minutes of the first movie to kind of kick this one off, and then we're just right back into it. Michael Myers has been shot six times. I shot him six times. He was shot six times. He shot him. He's not human. I shot him in the heart. I shot him six times. But enough about Loomis. Uh, <laughs> Michael Myers has been shot, but uh, he has fled the scene and is on the run again. And we're still confused why he's so obsessed with killing Laurie Strode, what he's doing out in the first place, all that jazz. So we're kind of chasing him down, but he's on the hunt again. He's just killing. We got to tame the town keep it from going crazy but you know we've also got to catch this bad guy the cop everyone all your good friends from this first movie are back and we're back in the second one it's just the situation's escalated and we've got to stop michael myers <coughs> i don't know how to better summarize the plot than that uh, things are revealed about Lori, namely that she is his sister right yes did that did that really huge detail that was really awkwardly delivered like did i remember that right she's like his older sister or something yes um i Younger have sister. i have a note on that <laughs> it's gonna be a whole talking point we'll we'll get to it uh later but yeah that's that's the plot of halloween 2 michael myers is up to his old tricks and treats and we've got to stop him so denny um how many times have you seen halloween 2 before probably twice before this so this was my third watch uh i think i first watched it in probably 2019 um <clears throat> and i uh, watched it again as part of my franchise watch last uh october um but uh <laughs> i i used to um hold an asylum party on uh like 8 p.m on christmas day for people who wanted to uh get a break from their families and i would call it uh halloween 2 um, and I would get my uh, <laughs> Halloween decorations out and we would have uh, a little late night Halloween party at my house and we always said we were going to watch Halloween 2 on our Halloween 2 celebration uh, but we never did we just drank whiskey and uh, looked at decorations and one time we watched Rick and Morty uh, that was the last Halloween 2 <laughs> uh, soft pitch for our Christmas episode, movies for when it's Halloween too, and instead of a Christmas movie, we do a spooky movie in the middle of De in the late December. Oh my God! Yes, I'm so down yeah. for this. Hell yeah, I'm into it. All right, I hope one of us remembers. So, <laughs> uh, my relationship with Halloween too is I never saw it. I think when we did Halloween, I revealed that I had not seen any of these movies, and then I watched the first one. And unfortunately, I watched. Were there two that came out in the, like this most recent set, or were there three? There were three. I, I don't think you've seen. It was Halloween ends, ends. Yeah. Ends kills <clears throat> and was one Halloween. just called Halloween? Yeah. Okay. Even though it was a sequel to Halloween. I think don't you I hate saw... that? Can you fucking believe yeah. they did that? I saw the first and second one. I didn't watch the third one because I think you told me not to. It's so bad. But now that I say that, I think I might have watched it because it pissed me off a lot. <laughs> oh, we have fun. Oh, brother. 
But yeah, I, I, I hadn't seen Halloween 2. And um, I was excited to watch it this time. Yeah. Uh, maybe this will get me amped up for Halloween H2O. Next. H2O's fun. And H2O, the, I think, yeah. is a direct sequel to this one. Um, I'm pretty sure. Is that... Oh, interesting. I told you there's like six timelines. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I was like, there surely were more movies that came out between... Oh no, there was like two. Uh, four, there were five, more. Six. Uh, like, there, there were plenty. Um, but I, I think uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is back for H2O, and uh, it's a direct sequel to. The, I, I don't remember if it was Halloween 1 or Halloween 2. Um, the key difference between which of that is a sequel to is in that timeline is Laurie Strode, Michael's sister. Um, this, is, this is canon in some of the timelines and not canon in others. Um, it's a controversial uh, story point. Uh, I'll give you a little background on this movie um, yeah. <clears throat> before I ask uh, what you think about John Carpenter's choice. Um, so, mm. um, the studio wanted John Carpenter to make a sequel to Halloween. He said, no, it doesn't need a sequel. Um, that doesn't make sense. I don't want to do it. And they said, well, we're going to do it with or without you. And he was like, well, fuck. I don't want someone else to make the sequel to my movie. Fine, I'll fucking do it. So he, it started, it was a little bit snake bit from the start because uh, it wasn't coming from an inspired place, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. John Carpenter said that his process in writing uh, the reveal that Laurie is Michael's sister was he didn't have any ideas, so he got really, really, really drunk and wrote that. And that is why that is a canon detail in the story. And that is why some timelines choose to abandon it. And that is why it is mm. so out of left field. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's really stupid. Um, and frankly, I, I prefer the non-sister timeline. Uh, what say you? Do you like Michael and Lori as sisters? Sometimes you wake up... Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> oh, Michael Myers is a woman. That would be a twist. Um, some, sometimes you, you you drink a little too, <laughs> nice, you drink <clears throat> a little bit too much. You're a little hungover, and you realize, oh shit, I made some mistakes last night. And in this era, in 1981, you don't have a cell phone to text your ex. You don't have social media <laughs> videos of what just occurred. There's no the paper trail is literally only on paper. John, you can toss this one in the fire. <laughs> Cast it into the fire. Destroy it. I don't like this idea. It didn't add to the plot in any way. And you could just be like... There's got to be some clarity the next morning, right? Or the, a couple days after. <laughs> Oh shit! I think he was he, very uh, mentally checked out of this process at that point. He must have reread it, right? <laughs> um, I was like, "Oh shoot, I don't know about that." I, my, my understanding, and it, it, I guess it does kind of make sense with what you were talking about. With like, it wasn't coming from a place of love and inspiration in the first place. Mm -hmm. So he was like, "Okay, what I have is an idea." And I gotta work on this, this whatever bullshit alien 
project called it's something like the thing or whatever i'm gonna go work <laughs> on that too so i'm not even fully directing this my mind's not fully here so whatever i put down while i got hammered the other night is just gonna have to fly <laughs> essentially is what i think his process uh would you be. rather Halloween 2 be good or The Thing be near perfect? <laughs> like, John Carpenter is uh, famous. I don't know if you know this or not. He's famously uh, disgruntled with the studio system um, and Hollywood in general. Um, he, I feel like it's come up. He, yeah. <laughs> he, he never uh, never got along well with uh, that whole way of making movies. I, I think I mentioned here before, too. It's just like sometimes that challenge to authority can lead to some inspiration and mm -hmm. other times it's like you you should have felt a little bit more challenged on this one bud uh escape from la i think is what comes to mind so <laughs> i i've i've been meaning to watch that i uh, honestly i think escape escape from new york is like honestly not that great of a movie but it's just such a cool concept that you give it so many buys you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's just so fucking cool they dropped him in a prison manhattan denny's giddy <laughs> uh, what can i say snake Hell Pliskin. Yeah. i'm a fan i'm a fan of mr Pliskin. what if i was in los angeles on a cgi submarine <laughs> that didn't work so hot but man um so what do you think of this I, I i feel like i've seen it before but i can't think of any like immediate examples of a movie that like picks up immediately where the first one left off it like it even goes as far as just showing the last couple minutes of the previous movie and then starting the story for the second one mm -hmm. i personally love that <clears throat> I think that's great. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's pretty cool. It happens in, uh, oh. in three Friday the Thirteenth movies. I think parts two, three, and four are like one day apart, but uh, or they're like mm -hmm. one day apart each. But they don't seem that way because Jason looks completely different in all three of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> like hey. completely different character design for each movie. Hey, probably more on that soon. Ah. Yep yep saturday the 14th or whatever no i do think it's neat and uh i think i think it was a strong choice for this movie there's a lot of strong sequel choices i think it made um one one of which was to uh not do a five years later thing to just keep going because one did end on a cliffhanger you know michael just disappears and he's gone um mm-hmm He's, he must be dead. He simply must be. But where do you go? Um, and so... I, I, I did think of another example. What? Um, the Incredibles. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen the second one. The second one picks up right where the first one left off. And it was a mistake. Because <laughs> Craig T. Nelson clearly sounds... <laughs> so much older <laughs> I'm Mr. Incredible I'm Mr. Incredible where's Jack Jack it just <laughs> it didn't quite carry over so well with the time gap in between release mm -hmm. 
slightly the geriatric Incredibles. I did like, I did definitely notice that uh, Laurie Strode looked much much older, and I'm pretty sure she was wearing a wig. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is only like three three years later. It's Halloween '78, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Was it a wig? Really? I don't know. I, I didn't look at like natural hair most of the time. I didn't think. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I want to talk about a couple other strong sequel choices it made that I think were that had some foresight. Ooh, um, yeah. Changing the location uh, from the neighborhood streets to a hospital. Um, Very cool. I think you look at Friday the Thirteenth and. They just made the same movie over and over and over again until it got so played out they had to send him to Manhattan and then to space. You know, like... Um, uh, to Manhattan on a boat that there was a miscommunication with, but there was a non-refundable <laughs> deposit on the boat they did get. Yeah, we all... Yeah, we understand. Um, yeah, so... Um, I, I thought that was a strong mm. sequel choice. Um to to uh <clears throat> to to give it a fresh coat of paint you know um yeah change it up a little bit um yeah and it was organic too where would laurie strode go next a hospital obviously right um mm, clearly yeah um oh one more strong sequel choice um the first movie in the whole first act, we're seeing uh, Michael stalk from his victim's perspective. I thought it was smart to freshen it up. In this movie, we're seeing the stalking from Michael's perspective. And yeah. to me, it was even scarier. Like, that was probably the scariest part of this movie to me, was when we were getting uh, POV Michael stalking. That was... Whew. Yeah, I did I did make note of that. I thought it was very effective. I thought it was really cool. And uh for you zoomers out there, POV doesn't just mean here's a video of the thing. POV means point of view, like here's my point of view. It is told from a perspective that like what is shown on the camera is the point of view that you should be seeing things in. So I'm on TikTok. I know what's going on. You just say POV and then you just film something. It's not that's not how the phrase, the term works. Ridiculous. Ah, uh, yeah, Zoomers. That's not a POV TikTok, okay? Dirty mm. porn-watching Zoomers. Yeah. Listen to us smug millennials. We know what we're talking about. It drives me fucking nuts when they say POV and it's not an actual POV. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it, it's, it's just literally a video. It's just like... Here's what happens when you go to the store and you forgot your wallet or something. But they call it POV and it's just like filmed normally. I don't know. It irks me yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, Zoomers couldn't have made those stalking sequences. Zoomers, I love you. Thanks for thanks for seeking my counseling services. You're great. <laughs> we like them. We love them. Um, part of that sequence, though, we did have a reprehensible act that was acted upon accordingly by Michael Myers. Uh, our our old guy in the recliner falling asleep as we are starting Night of the Living Dead. Mm. Reprehensible. Mm. You They're are coming for you, Barbara. Oh, 
and he just he's down for the count. Come on, man. It made me so Stay happy up. to hear that dialogue. How could he sleep through art? Art, I'm telling yeah. you. Um, uh, as we were talking, I was reminded of the other air quotes here. People watching TV moment from Halloween 3 where they were watching the trailer for Halloween 1. Yeah. <laughs> that was their <laughs> that was their cool tie-in to like or call back to f- horror films. The trailer for the first movie. <laughs> Th- this was a lot better. This was a lot cooler. And the dialogue was like kind of playing in the scene with like, it made sense. Like, he's coming. He's coming for you, Barbara. And, and like, Michael was coming. Coming for them. Barbara. It, it worked. It made sense. That was cool. Yeah, dude. Um, I really dug that scene a lot. And uh, I love it. Carpenter uses... Uh, the thing from another world is a backdrop in uh, Halloween one and uh, Night of the oh, Living yeah, Dead yeah, was yeah. a great choice. And that was, it's just kind of cool to have uh, an old horror movie as a backdrop for a new horror movie when the kills are happening. Or a made up horror movie in the case of demons. Yes. Pretty dope. <laughs> um, more movie meta horror movies, please. I feel like this doesn't happen anymore. Like, were they watching fucking any horror movies and talk to me or anything? Um, the Exorcist or whatever? No, yeah. What the hell? Or Megan? <laughs> they, didn't want, they didn't sit around and watch horror movies. Uh, Basically like, got to be a Scream sequel for anybody to like horror. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make your characters bored somehow, so let's have them watching Megan. And... <laughs> They all doze off. (laughs) Thus susceptible to evil. Evil acts. Man, I'll get into one of the downfalls of this movie. It's not everybody, but boy, oh boy. Some of these performances are just (laughs) not it. (laughs) The, The kill... Uh, towards the beginning during Michael's POV the girl that's on the phone is really phoning it in if I may good lord just well I heard a disturbance at the neighbors it's just like this really weird delivery of dialogue yeah Uh, and ultimately that's what lost this movie some points with me is that portions of it are very hard to take seriously <laughs> like we'll get into gimmicks later <laughs> I, I'm biting my tongue but I know exactly what you mean because there are some parts where it's just like you watch it and you're like how is this not a comedy right this is, it's this like is perfect comedy <laughs> those parts belong in a bad horror but like the movie's like too good to have those parts like it doesn't fit because there's like actual like good stuff in this movie and so you have these like yeah weird ass like i guess it's just carpenter being a drunk i don't know well he didn't he didn't direct it no he wrote it that's right yeah yeah it, it the tone wasn't schlocky enough for some of the stuff that comes up in this movie mm-hmm I'm glad we're on the same page. I'm glad you noticed the same thing, because the vibes were off in a few places, I guess. Um, I will praise the cinematography in this movie. Heavily. 
quite a bit. So I think that's part of like the tonal difference. It's just like some stuff is just done so comedically, but like all of the horror elements and like all the story elements are shot so well. You're like, this is meant to be taken very seriously. Yeah. And then you get some bonkers bullshit or like C level effort from other departments that kind of kind of sink the experiment experience uh, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's this movie when it's good, it's really good. I, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's. There's some head-scratching moments, that's for certain. Um, let's talk about Donald Pleasance. Mm. <laughs> this man. Denny. Yeah, go, go, go. Go off. This man. I think I said, I watched Prince of Darkness, which is another John Carpenter movie. Um, and Donald Pleasance is cast basically as the exact same character in it, where he is just always waxing poetic about a supernatural force of evil um and that's what donald pleasance was born to do and man this franchise for me dies when when donald pleasance dies like it's like (laughs) the one thing that was consistent through a lot of bad in this was i was Mm -hmm. gonna get him saying some fucking goofy ass doomsday shit in every movie (laughs) (laughs) you know like I loved that and this like in the the canon of this movie he's he's very obviously a crazy person um and the police just keep listening to him like you could just walk into town and start bossing the cops around because you swear there's evil evil's afoot (laughs) he fucking but Gets a teenager killed and shows no remorse for it. Just wants to know if it was Michael or not. Like, doesn't give a fuck that he got this innocent teenager who was out trick-or-treating incinerated. He doesn't fucking lose a wink of sleep over that, dog. Like, that's how insane Loomis is. I've got a hunch that wasn't him. Like, is that what we care about right now? (laughs) (laughs) Save it for gimmicks, Greg. Save it. If it wasn't him, you're a fucking murderer, guys. Like, (laughs) oh my god. And he is the glue that holds this movie and I guess to an extent the first movie together. He makes so much of this movie watchable where normally it wouldn't be. Sure. And I, I, I just think the whole thing is uh, exemplified in the, the scene outside of the old Myers household where people are throwing rocks through there, and they're like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're upset about. Are they saying to like burn the house down? I think I'm so. confused. Something, but there's I don't know. there's a cop standing like on the roof, like, cut it out! Stop throwing rocks! Ah! And I, I don't know what the most attention in this watch. I'll be honest. I don't know what the mob motivation was, but the chief and Donald Pleasance show up, and Loomis pulls out a pack of cigarettes and a lighter. The cop takes a cigarette, lights it. Pleasance has a cigarette in his hand. The cop lights the lighter, holds it up to Pleasance's mouth as he's monologuing for like a couple seconds too long and then just 
stops and gives Loomis the lighter. And then <laughs> Loomis never lights that cigarette. And that, <laughs> it like broke his sentence for like full seconds at a time. It was super awkward. And you're like, this was not scripted. This is bonkers. <laughs> I, I watched that that scene twice because it was just magic. That's a different kind of movie magic than what we normally talk about it. But it, it gets the same emotion out of me, which is yeah. un, just pure unsaturated joy. <laughs> what happened? I want to know more. <laughs> you know... So that mob scene reminded me a lot of uh, several mob scenes in uh, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Uh, Haddonfield has a real mob problem, first of all. But I just connected a dot with what you were saying. Like, it reminded me of how lame this franchise is when it takes itself super seriously. And I think that's what they're trying to get back is that that aura that Loomis brought um, of like, you don't understand. This isn't just a serial killer. It's evil. There's nothing human about him. You know, like... Denny, um, more drunk, please. More drunk. <laughs> but um, it seems like they're trying to restore that aura, but like, it's just something that if anyone other than Donald Pleasance was doing it, it would just seem so stupid, and it does when they're like chanting, "Like evil <laughs> dies tonight, evil dies tonight." Evil they tried to, they replace, they tried to replace him with like the townspeople. Yes, it didn't fucking work at all. No, <laughs> like Shit sucks of it, dude. It's like it's like doing Nightmare on Elm Street without Robert England. It's just he simply is the franchise. Um, and I feel like you got nothing in Michael if you don't got Loomis. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And the authentic Loomis. Can't recast him. Some, no, definitely not. And it's just like somebody with some sort of understanding of what Michael Myers is or like some kind of theory as to what he might be. Mm-hmm. And someone that like as new discoveries are being made is like oh i didn't understand he's some kind of otherworldly thing he's not human he's animal (laughs) i think i was getting there i was getting to a place i didn't like (laughs) by the way he's like he's just alive in the next movie (laughs) just bring him back and he has a burn on his face (laughs) that's it who myers loomis Loomis? Wait, in Halloween 3? In Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. No way! He's alive in it? Yeah. Oh, dude, he's in, like, several more of these movies. Um, Get the fuck out of here. I'm finishing it! But there's several more. Um, It gets bonkers. Um, He exploded! He's alive. He has, like, a burn on his face. That's it. Bullshit. He's alive. (laughs) He's fucking alive. This franchise is, like, the stupidest of the slasher franchises, in my opinion. Excuse the audio spikes as I pick my jaw up off the floor, because I believe Denny is lying to me. But at the same time, like, I do believe that. I think there's at least three more Donald Pleasance ones. I may be wrong, though. 
I don't want to say that's three too many because of him. Narratively, that's three too many. Yes. He exploded. He blew up. He just has like a little burn on his cheek. That's it. Like it's just like fucking. Oh nothing. my god. He's fine. He's fine. Oh wow. That this this franchise never never fails to impress. In like what they're willing to do to milk a sequel yeah. or like yeah. milk um th- things characters from the previous movies to make a sequel worth like just stretch premises so thin and just rub a little bit of burn makeup on them to make <laughs> to make it happen i i gotta watch the rest of these I'm yeah be honest you're in for a treat. Let me know when you get to the Rob Zombie ones and when the fucking cult stuff starts. Oh boy. Oh my hey god. Boy. So much stuff is about to happen if you keep going. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Uh, hopefully they're all on Peacock. Uh, speaking of the townspeople a little bit, I don't know where Haddonfield is. I assume it's a fake town. I think Illinois. But it is Illinois, but like where in illinois do you find southern accent northern like minnesota kind of accents and then like everything in between we've got like minor characters from fargo next to like people from the 19th century south like all in the same town it's it's bonkers the range of demographic in this town <sighs> Yeah, that honestly, it didn't even phase me. (laughs) I didn't even notice it. It was very low on my list of things that, like, bothered me or that I noticed or were weird. But it did, it did stand out. I felt like I had to say something about it. Well, I I like that we, I like when we watch slasher movies because you bring fresh eyes to them. I'm so just, like, numb to, like, their... (laughs) inherent laziness honestly um, i don't even question so many things about it and you come oh, in man. and ask questions about why things are the way they are and i'm like i didn't question it it's just i watched like a hundred of these man it's just this way sometimes <laughs> like it's it's the way these are greg you gotta grow up and move on a little bit <laughs> um i'll ask you another question i want to see if you ask yourself this so our Southern Belle, who is a nurse, mm-hmm. gets into the hospital hot tub with the scummiest scumbag I've ever seen put on film. Yes. And <coughs> they're canoodling. They're having a good time. Whatever. Michael is over there cranking up the temperature. You know, he gets his kill. He kills the guy as he tries to turn it down. I guess I have two questions for you. One, Denny, have you ever been so horny... That you have either not noticed or pretended to not notice that you were being boiled alive. You know, my dad got a hot tub when I was in middle school, and uh, mm. well, is this let's a, just say is this a, about to be in? It's a very horny time ahead. for me, Greg. Middle school was a very a, horny time for me. Is this about to be an out cold moment? It didn't have a drain function. I checked. <laughs> and uh, 
second thing, Denny. This is me noticing shit that shouldn't be noticed. Um, our poor Southern Belle is uh, fell victim to Michael Myers. He kind of is baptized drowning her in the hot tub, but like every time she comes back up, more skin is melting off of her face. Yeah. But there is no steam coming off of this water. What in the world is going on here? Her face is getting obliterated within seconds, but it just looks like it might be a little warm. That's just me. I don't know. I didn't notice the steam. This I actually did ask questions about that scene, such as, why would they make it possible for the water to get that hot in the rehabilitation pool? What the right. fuck? What? Why would you ever like? It even says like, uh, like they 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 like explained it away with like the sign that says like caution, do not heat above a hundred degrees. And then you see it has the potential and to then, go up to like four hundred degrees, and you're like, why would you build it that way? You realize they met Celsius. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah. Um, I can't <laughs> imagine why you would want. <laughs> Like, do they make jacuzzis that can get that hot? That's essentially supposed to be the hospital's jacuzzi for physical therapy, right? Like, mm-hmm. what in what world would you make it possible to make it that hot? Yeah, I what I what I like. I I feel comfort in like if I'm ever in some sort of situation medically where I need like physical therapy, and I have to be put into like a hot tub and like kind of. You know, my muscles worked on that way. I'm, I, I feel just so much more comfortable and confident that a nurse that has already worked the previous 14 hours can just turn a little knob a little bit too far, and I'm going to be cooked like spaghetti. <laughs> like, this can't be the first time someone died this way in that pool. Like... <laughs> I'm sorry, like Michael is not the first person to like kill someone in that pool. I don't believe it. Like that probably happens every day. <laughs> He's just the most recent. <laughs> oh man. Um, I did want to give a little bit of notice. I was gonna say love, but I'll give a little bit of notice to our guy Jimmy, our paramedic, works in the ambulance. That guy does not know how to disappear into the background. <laughs> I don't know. There's There were a few scenes where it's like two people talking and then Jimmy's in the back and he's just like, his arms are above his head. He's just like casually leaning against the window. You're like, what is that guy doing back there? <laughs> he's super weird. He's hanging out in the hospital room, the break room, with the Halloween decorations and pineapples that are in the window. <laughs> There's like a jack-o'-lantern, and then there's like two pineapples on either side. Beautiful. This hospital rocks. Beautiful. Why is there no one here? Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, did you notice that they uh, changed actors for Michael Myers? Mm, no. I could tell, and I like the first one better. Just saying. Wanted to go on record. How how could you tell? What was the tell? Body language, movement. They move very differently. 
Uh, is it because this one was swinging a scalpel around and making the same sound effect as Link in a Zelda game? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, if he breaks one of those uh, gas canisters, there might be some rubies in there. Uh. Yeah, unlike uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where uh, they tried to make the second one without Robert England and it like was failing, so they brought him back and paid him more, like you have to do for sequels. Uh, both mm. Friday the Thirteenth and uh, and Halloween don't really have a consistent like this is who it is. Like it kind of came. Wait, wait, wait! You're telling me you have to like pay actors to to obtain some sort of quality in your films? Yep, and. They hmm. would just get a stuntman to be the bad guy. Shout out hmm. to Kane Hodder, though. He was the only multiple Jason, but yeah. he didn't show up till part seven. We love Kane Hodder. Uh, he's a part of a Hall of Fame recognized film in the movies for Win. Yes. Uh, lore. So, how cool is that? God, I want to watch Frozen again, see those PVC pipe legs. Mm careful <laughs> broomstick ass legs oh shit all right denny how are we feeling what are we what are we thinking uh what are we thinking let me see if i got any you've more. got you've got to have some more notes i do have one more about loomis if i may please quick little tit quick little tidbit i've you know michael has infiltrated the hospital while loomis is here trying to pe- protect Lori. first of all cool as shit when michael myers walks into the hospital through the glass door Mm -hmm. and just shatters it that was cool as hell but um loomis and laurie are on the run and loomis every time they go into a room he's like pressing his face he's like the raptor in jurassic park pressing his face and like breathing heavily onto the glass but he's the one that's supposed to be hiding very funny um i wonder what infant care unit deducted donations of live babies for the production of halloween 2 oh my god you see those live infants those were real babies take notes american sniper um <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could just like get babies from somewhere the props department just has babies on the warehouse shelf somewhere (laughs) um i will say this movie had uh, a couple of really lame kills in it um okay when michael and then some awesome ones but then some awesome ones (laughs) it was hilarious when michael bonked the guy with the hammer (laughs) like the way they edited it and the score and it was it was, the, it was the, back the back end of the hammer but he just goes like yeah <laughs> so fucking funny and what has gotta be the lamest fucking kill i've seen in a slasher ever is when Ooh. the guy does a like charlie chaplin banana peel slip in a puddle of blood and bonks his head and dies like, dude no he doesn't i don't know if he dies that was jimmy I didn't pay super close attention. That was Slippin' Jimmy, which I wanted to call this scene out because it's simultaneously like the cool, (laughs) hilarious slapstick 
with the coolest thing in the movie, which is like he opens the door and he finds like the head nurse like killed on the hospital bed. And this scene is lit tremendously. It is perfect. It is terrifying. It is like genuinely chilling. And he's like approaching the body, like trying to find out what happened. And you're like, is Michael Myers in the shadows here? She seems like spotlit, but it feels natural. It's it's such a beautiful scene and so cool. It's so effective. And then he turns to leave and does a fucking pratfall on a Mario Kart banana peel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. And you're just you're just like, oh, okay, I guess so. Then he's he walks out to his car where Lori is hiding, and he like passes out and falls asleep like on the horn of the car. I, I I don't know if he died. I forgot about him after that. Did he die? Was that him dying? I was a Jim, little slipping. Jimmy died. Intoxicated when I watched this movie. <laughs> I hey, didn't totally really fine. get caught up on the details. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> did did one of the major minor characters die? Denny is calling that one of the minor details. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's a slash. A lot of people. That, like, yeah. <laughs> We fucking a lot killed of a teenager died. and didn't even bother to fucking identify him. We fucking burned him alive, pinned him between two cop cars, goddamn but we shattered his body into a million pieces and set him on fire. Didn't even fucking fucking call his parents. Jesus fucking Christ, this innocent but fucking we did, treater. We did scrape a metal pick across his teeth in the most disgusting sound oh. effect I've ever heard in my life. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Truly psychotic shit. Just terrible choices here and there. I can't believe they killed that teenage. That was worse than anything Michael did in any of these movies. What they did to that (laughs) trick-or-treater. Michael never did anything that fucked up. Hold on. Save the thought. (laughs) Oh my god. I can't believe they fucking put that in the movie. It's it's so funny. Like, it looks like it belongs on Jackass. Like, no, <laughs> Denny, stop! <laughs> Denny, you have any more notes or are you trying to get into gimmicks right now? Um, I guess... Because you were spoiling the shit out of one of mine. Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's I'm glad you feel this way about it, too. Yeah, I don't have any more notes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Denny, if I may, I would like to start with my handful of pumpkin guts. Please. That is our gimmick of the week. We're making jack-o'-lanterns here, people. You got a handful of pumpkin guts. We got, like, some kind of nasty scare coming your way. This time, mine was, as it is written here, that fucking kid in the Mike Myers mask getting fucking obliterated by the cop car and blown the fuck up. Tell me this isn't a comedy. Jesus Christ, it was fucking hilarious. I think you nailed it when you said it was like something out of Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny. I'm Officer Thomas, and this is the kid murder. <laughs> oh my god, Loomis got him! Was it Michael? Was it Michael? <laughs> no. 
I don't think so. A hunch is telling me no. <laughs> hmm, a kid wearing a mask. Oh, the one that we manslaughtered the hell out of like 10 minutes ago? I'm sorry. I'm glad he's just I a little clue for you. I can't call it manslaughter if you blew him up. I just can't believe that there was <laughs> negligence. Like, you blew him up due to negligence. That was, like, excessive desecration. Is that, like, a crime that we can <laughs> add to the list here? The for and tried to say it was an accident. And then the cop hopped out of the car totally fine, like, Oh, that was weird. <laughs> did, I, did I get him? It's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest fucking i've ever seen we keep coming back to the fire too we know it's not michael myers stop showing us this burning body the audience understands oh oh shit his teeth are about to pop like popcorn and we're just like is this a clue of some sort <laughs> like no we know this is a teen he had a bag with candy in it we know who it is we know who it isn't most importantly yeah <laughs> jesus christ um Similarly, what is your handful of pu pumpkin guts or, or are you done are you done with this no, one yeah you have well yours? mine's on a similar note it's a segue um uh, I spoiled yours, and you spoiled mine. It was doing oh. uh, dental records on the corpse of that kid. Um, absolutely oh. disgusting. But I'll give a runner-up to the syringe to the eyeball kill. <clears throat> don't like it. I don't like it, but it is very cool. And a lot less funny than blowing <laughs> up a rando teenager with due to police negligence. <laughs> There's like... It's like a... Mm, it's like mm. the, the Tim Robinson skit where he's like, the, Keep going. the police said they were like, not people, so don't even worry about it. There's like no part of their reaction <laughs> that like recognizes that boy as a human. You know, it's like he wasn't even supposed to be in the area. They were like, this is fine. This is nothing. I, I connected a dot. And I can't wait to share it with you. Share it with me, my dear. Halloween 2. Mac and Me. What do these movies have in common? A child being blown up due to police negligence and it being glossed over due to a supernatural force. I found the golden thread. Oh my god. I just keep replaying that scene over and over again in my head and it keeps making me laugh as the car hits him <laughs> that he fucking blows up. I just like imagine us. I I want to like what would you do with the time machine? I would go back to 1981 and I would bring my good friend Denny along. To the movie theater in 1981 and we would watch this and we would be the only people in the theater laughing our asses <laughs> off as this <laughs> oh my god I oh it's so funny I love you like that would be the coolest thing someone could I love do you for too. me with a time machine is like take me to 1981 and take me to the movie theater <laughs> that would be like the dopest mm. thing somebody could do for me <laughs> 
and just like, like leave me that? there i'd be like it's okay bring vanessa everyone else tell them i love them <laughs> like, we're just gonna go over to the arcade after this and uh, buy a house for 85 dollars. Yeah. i'm gonna go work at a video store and make the equivalent of seventy thousand dollars a year fuck you losers in 2023 <laughs> I'm going to shine shoes for the equivalent of 25 teacher salaries in 2023 money. <laughs> Fuck out of here, dude. All right. <laughs> this has been economics chat. We do it every week, Current folks. events, We're people. Current events. Current ev- the economics current events. of 1981. We're... Current events on this podcast. <laughs> we covered it a lot on our uh, Animals That Play Sports theme. Just like single mom and mac and me that was the other one single mom works 12 hours a week at a diner and puts a two-story roof over three kids heads get the fuck out of here (laughs) what fucking universe i was born in the wrong era i uh one of the greatest Uh, tweets i've ever seen about it was uh i was born right at the end of the fuck around century and right at the start of the find out century (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> oh shit. Which brings me back to 9/11, Greg. Oh, no it doesn't. No it doesn't. I know it does, but no it doesn't. Doesn't right now. Michael Myers had nothing to do with that, presumably. Uh <laughs> Exploded gas canisters can't melt Michael Myers. That is so. true. Or Dr. Loomis for some reason. Denny, what is your favorite line for Halloween 2? I'll give a runner-up to uh, Amazing Grace, come sit on my face, don't make me cry, I need your pie. I feel like that speaks for itself. Yes! Um, yes! The yes! favorite line of the movie is really early on. It's just such a fucking Loomis moment. I forget what, it's like a stranger who doesn't know what's going on and he says something to Loomis like Listen, man, I've seen, uh, I've, I've, you look scared to death. And Loomis just like looks up from what he's doing and it's like, you don't know what death is and runs off. <laughs> it's like this guy has no context for what Loomis is doing or what he's talking about. Like, it's just, it's just like a, a peak, a peak Dr. Loomis moment. You don't know what death like, is. He's like, it's like not even a serious line. He's like, I think it's he, the guy says like I've been trick or treated to death. Yeah, yeah, and Luna's just like loses his mind and then scampers like, away. <laughs> he scolds this stranger for not being scared enough of Michael Myers. <laughs> well, you don't understand, Denny. He shot him six times. Six times he shot him. <laughs> He's no man. I shot him six times. I emptied my gun into him. I shot him six times. Uh, six bullets in the into his body. I shot him six times. He's still alive, Denny. Doctor Loomis shot him six times. How many? Six. Wow. I don't know if the movie made that clear or not. It did. Um, I'm so glad we both had the same runner-up. Nice. M- probably the most scumbag line I've ever oh heard God. in a movie, sung to the tune of Amazing Grace amazing grace come sit on my face what a nasty motherfucker i kind of wish it was him that got boiled in the tub (laughs) but uh he was he was close um but my favorite line has to go to mr pleasance also so 
Same character, but uh, later on in the movie, after we've had our weirdly revealed sister twist, we've got orders to take Loomis back to the state governor's orders. And you know, we want people from the Institute as far away from this thing as possible. But we've learned that Laurie Strode is at the hospital. We gotta, we gotta turn around. We gotta go find her. And the cop driving the car very flatly says, I can't turn around. I've got orders. And Loomis pulls out his gun, points it at the officer to convince him to turn around. <laughs> he doesn't care about these orders. Loomis says, Those orders just change. delivered just like that beautiful beautiful. those order just change <laughs> drunk ass donald Pleasance slurring his way Not through this movie they didn't they weren't just changed they were just changed <laughs> fucking phenomenal Mwah. i'm chef's kiss motion right now Mwah. beautiful beautiful this is cinema beautiful I, I I will watch the sequels and I will excuse any sort of contrivance to bring him back into the franchise. It was that's the right move. <laughs> it was the right yeah. move. He is, is like a smart all thing that's to good do. about the sequels from here on out. <laughs> oh, oh, uh oh, uh oh. Alright, Denny. Uh Halloween two. It must have got a critic score from you at some point. Yep. What'd you give it? I gave it a 39 out of 50. Um, it is wow. a little high. A little high, I know, but hear me out on this. Um, I'm listening. I grade by genre, first of all. Um, of slasher sequels, of slasher part twos, there is no doubt in my mind that this right. is the best one. Um, I think they did a lot right. I think they put a lot of thought. Have to Go ahead, sorry. No, I'll have to think on that, but yeah, go ahead. I know it's better than Nightmare 2. I definitely think it's better than Friday Part 2. Hellraiser 2. Texas ooh, Texas Chainsaw 2, though. Ooh. I might, I might have to walk back my claim. Um, Texas Chainsaw 2 is pretty dope. Um, anyway, I think this does a lot right, um, especially for a slasher sequel. 39 does feel a little generous now that I'm saying it out loud, but uh, I'm sticking mm. by it. You, you did give it... You you gave Demons a 38. 37. 37 for Halloween 2? Yeah. Okay. I'll change it. No, that's fair. Um, Thanks for calling me out there. I feel like... Yeah, I, I just... I don't know. You can sleep on it if you want to. I just wanted to give you nah. an extra little nah, piece of perspective really based on your myself. history. Sometimes I you see gave... movies when I'm in a manic episode. It gives them a few extra points. Uh, this has been a manic episode. Not going to lie. I love it, though. Uh, Denny, for me, I actually gave it the same score as uh, last week's movie, as Demons. I gave this one the same score as it. Um... You were pretty close, so I don't feel too out of line saying that. I think overall it was pretty fine, but there were just... There were some, like, audio issues of just, like, inaudible dialogue and, like, terrible mixing. And there were some editing issues 
Like, this thing is shot extremely well, but there were certain moments where it was just like, two characters having a dialogue, and it felt like they were told, okay, freeze, I'm gonna pick up the camera, move it here, start talking again. It's just like these cuts that have this like jarring quality to them that you can't really like explain, but you just feel the cut. You feel the pause in conversation. It's super weird. Um, I'll have to show you an example at some point, but um, I don't think this movie would have been boring without Donald Pleasance, but I don't think I would have liked it nearly as much. But he oh, he was he was the he was the life preserver on a movie that I think would have been pretty decent without him, but not nearly as enjoyable. I gave it the same score as Demons at a 22 out of 40. Five and a half out of 10. But I would watch this one again, and I would watch Demons again also. Hell so. yeah, brother. Not bad. Not bad. Um, I would like to watch more in this franchise. Same with Demons. I want to see more. For the same reasons. Come over. <laughs> ah, I know somebody who has access or physical copies. VHS copies? I have VHS copies of both of your needs. Hell yeah. Oh my god, of course you do. Sounds like a great night for um, lighting some jack-o'-lanterns. If I'm, if I'm being honest. And Denny... I, I think we've got this out of the way. So uh, what are we doing next week? This is a special one. Dude, next week... We are returning to my favorite franchise, to a recurring series on Movies for When. We will be doing Movies for When. It's Friday the 13th, part four? Five? Four. Four, part four. Four for us. Which movie, though? That's up to you guys. We already did part four. Canonically. Yes. We will be putting a poll on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. We will be asking your vote for which Friday the 13th movie we're going to cover next. It is Friday the 13th in October. Oh my god. The vibes are through the roof, Denny. They've punched through the ceiling. It's just, Dude, they're in the stratosphere. I'm, I'm really glad this happened because... Oh wait, no, never mind. Was there a Friday the 13th in October when COVID happened? That The math doesn't check out. I do remember the last time this happened. Sorry. I thought <laughs> COVID was the Halloween that was on Daylight Savings Time, so it had an extra hour of Halloween on a full moon. And I was pissed because I thought it was like the perfect Halloween party night. So I had five Halloween wow. parties. COVID compliant. <laughs> I, I, I do. I do remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look and see, but it looks like, uh, I don't think, I don't think that would have been in. No, it, was, it wasn't COVID. It was when, it was like. We had a, we had a January one. Yeah. I think might have been the last one. We had one early on that was like summer. And then we had, um, the most recent one, which was like January or February. Uh, we've done three of these. And we <laughs> covered six movies in the first two. 
Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, there was one. The most recent part three was in January of this year. Yeah, that's why it felt like it might have been that. It's just it's so recent. Oh well. Yeah, I'm not complaining. We've got. Uh, I think left in the franchise we have uh, part two, part three, part six, part nine. Jason goes to hell. Yep. And the reboot. So we have five. And the 2009 reboot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> oh, I can't wait to see what the people pick. What are you kind of hoping for? Part six. Part six. Okay. I feel like we got to get to part two eventually. We did Halloween two here. We got part of me part is of hoping 13, for part two. two. Part two is decent. Part yeah, I was gonna say like, what did you insane. think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to cover these at some point, man. We'll just keep having these. I want to say phenomenon. It's I just think like six. It's kind of weird that we math. made it this long without doing part six because I would say like most fans would say the two best ones are four and six. Um, so it's kind of funny that we've made it this long without six. Yeah. Okay, and it's got to be a good one too because the next Friday the Thirteenth isn't until next September. Ooh, almost a year between Friday the Thirteenth episodes. Yeah, that's rough. Damn. Oh well, that's just how this shit works. You know, you throw a leap day in there, it gets a little tricky. I suppose so. All right, Denny. Uh, speaking of tricky, speaking of spooky. Why don't you trick us out with a catchphrase that is oh so spooky. For Greg Work, the legwork Johnson, I'm Denny the Talent Taylor, and this has been Spookies for When. We already scared you when. <laughs> oh, policeman. See my badge?
Christ.